0: on this episode of Sorta Awesome Plus. If the baby don't rest, no one rests, and beard drama bounds. Welcome to Sorta Awesome Plus. It is a collection of unscripted and barely edited conversations about things that may or may not matter but that are often quite entertaining and sometimes mildly offensive. This content is shared in bulk with the sort of awesome superstars and occasionally with the rest of the awesome community. In this way, it is much like sort of awesome's weird uncle. We're cautious about which friends we let meet him, but we can't prevent him from showing up at family events.
1: <laughs> I left myself enough room this time to get into my chair without having to <laughs> high step it over and give everybody a free crotch shot, so that's a bonus. <laughs>
2: It's a bonus.
1: We're good at this. I'm pretty polished.
2: Do you think I'll be able
1: to stay yeah, so in my part
2: of the frame this this is,
1: this is the question of the day. We, If you noticed, those of you who participate via video, um, at least one if not two episodes ago, we introduced a mildly different camera angle. <laughs> tried to. And put some room in between our, our two chairs here. And if you... If you watch that, it seems like it's roughly halfway through the video. <laughs> you get this crazy, like creepy eye like From me. Slide in and Megan like comes over so the two of us are sitting in one third of the camera shot. <laughs> it's really weird.
2: <laughs> I am weird. I am awkward in real life and especially on camera. Plainly
1: a camera hound. <laughs>
2: I shouldn't be on camera today. I'm looking like a real
1: treat. It's both of us probably have bags under our eyes. It's you t- tell tell me the story. What in the world has gone on here in the last I don't know even how many hours at this point? What day
2: what, is it? Where are, what are we? What, what happened? What literal planet are we on? Okay. The reason for my unkempt appearance. I should have washed my hair days ago.
1: Well, let's not go too overboard here.
2: (laughs) Um, Okay. Starting, kind of starting Saturday, intensifying on Sunday. Nico Gus, our 10-month-old baby, flipped a switch into crazy clingy mode. Yeah. Just absolutely could not be put down. He's getting some teeth in, as most ten-month-olds are perpetually. So we figured it was might be teething. Plus, he's going through one of those uh, wonder weeks, leaps, neurological leaps,
1: where they're just fussy and clingy. So, and, and all of this could very well be part of it. Just the majority of this.
2: Well, I certainly thought so. Last night, uh, he just went, from the time I laid him down for bedtime, it was what maybe. It wasn't even like 10 minutes, I feel like, and he would be awake again. Yeah. And he would absolutely not accept the pass. He wanted to nurse back to sleep. And this was just happening over and over. So I ended up coming downstairs with him um, to try to allow some people upstairs to have some sleep, including and especially Kyle, who holds in his very hands... The finances and life savings of not just a few people in That's his true. day job so i tried to protect his nighttime sleep so i came downstairs i made a pallet for him and i on the floor
1: her and nico not me and her
2: <laughs> thank you for clarifying yeah, i'm not
1: a pallet kind of guy
2: no, you are not have you ever slept on a pallet ever
1: uh, yes as when a you child a kid. as a child
2: yeah not as an adult
1: i hated it then it's worse now <laughs>
2: Okay, so around midnight as he's waking up, I realize, oh, my gosh, his skin is, like, burning up hot. Um, Even more than just the regular hot of being close to me, I am a heater of sorts.
1: That is the understatement of the episode.
2: My skin runs real hot on a daily basis, like I may actually be a werewolf. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Anyway, beyond the normal amount of heat that he would accumulate from being close to me, he, his skin was burning up. So I took his temperature. It was 101.6 around midnight. And so I thought, well, I'm going to have to get him some ibuprofen. Or, we're First of all, he's miserable. So I wanted to help him, you know, have a little relief from that. And then also I just was trying to get some sleep.
1: Just a little.
2: Well, Nico, like a lot of babies, but... I think, correct me if I'm wrong, the most intensely of the teats babies hates taking medicine.
1: Yes, he's like a mugging victim.
2: (laughs) Yes. Mm. Screaming. First of all, he also hates getting his temperature taken. We have an ear thermometer. We're not complete monsters. We don't have... We're not doing the old... (laughs) No rectal thermometer. Here, although I do know how to do that, if if it comes to that,
1: that's Uh, just for me,
2: though. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goodness, that
1: that came out,
2: (laughs) Um. it's more natural natural way to check your temperature you do have to get some petroleum jelly out though so
1: darn right
2: but we do have an ear thermometer he hates it so he was already upset so i'm trying to get him to take a little infant ibuprofen and he is just actually screaming not just crying not fussing not protesting but actually screaming to the point where kyle came downstairs and was like What's happening?
1: Are we being murdered? Stop cutting limbs off. (laughs)
2: Exactly. He's not
1: dead yet. (laughs) It was bad.
2: It was bad. It was bad. So from midnight to six, he continued to be up every little bit, but it was better than it had been. I I told Kyle when we stumbled into the kitchen to drink coffee this morning that I felt like I slept for 30 minutes here or 30 minutes there. It was not a good night. At six o'clock... His fever was going up again um, as the ibuprofen was wearing off. So I told Kyle, I guess I'll just call the doctor and see what they say. The last time I went in to the doctor. So Nico's um, pediatrician, that office is in the building of Oklahoma Children's Hospital, which is super great. Like 99% of the time, super bad when there's a pandemic happening. Yeah, <laughs> It is real serious getting into that building. And so I was hesitant, but I didn't know what to do. We, you know, we've chalked up a lot of his crankiness to teething, but this felt like a pretty high fever for teething. Anyway, I called the doctor. And so a nurse called me back this morning and she went over all the symptoms with me. And I was fully expecting, I mean, Nico is far from being our first rodeo with having a baby. I fully expected that she was going to say, okay, let me transfer you over to the appointment desk and we'll get you an appointment. You can bring him in and we'll check him out and see what's going on. That is not what happened. My friends, the nurse was like, well, what we'd like for you to do is just keep an eye on the fever for 48 hours. If he's still running fever on Wednesday morning, we want you to call back and then we'll bring him in. But in the meantime, just keep him hydrated, keep keep him nursing, watch his diapers, make sure he's hydrated and, and having enough wet diapers. And then he did have- And
1: then the diaper that happened this afternoon, we actually took the whole family in the backyard for an hour yep. because of what that did to the living room.
2: Oh, my gosh. There's no diaper like oh, a sick baby diaper. Wow. It smelled so bad. You were literally gagging.
1: Yeah. I guarantee <laughs> that surpasses a lot of military training and things that people have to endure, the gas chamber, it was, it was beyond wicked. I can't even, there's no adjectives that adequately (laughs) bring the gravity of that situation home. It left you speechless. It left me with a watery throat. Uh
2: And not the good kind.
1: Yeah. (laughs) If there is. If there is a good kind. kind.
0: (laughs) (sighs) Okay.
2: So, yes. So the nurse was just, you know, she was super calm about it. She made it like, pretty clear through her communication. She's like, do not bring the baby up here today. Yeah. So I was really surprised by that. That was, again, I have called on many occasions for many sick children around here. Almost always. They're like, well, just bring mine in. We'll check him out. I actually am concerned that maybe he has an ear infection or something because it just came on so quickly. He's not coughing. So we don't think it's COVID. It would be,
1: we hadn't been around no. anybody to have COVID. Exactly. While no decent person enjoys seeing others suffer. Yeah. Especially their children. I saw you right there. You just made the move to the middle. I tried and then you I was start like, you were like you I got a creepy face, you were
2: like, <laughs> I tried to and then I was like, no, I'm gonna behave myself okay. and sit in my own seat, stay in my own lane today. <laughs> All right, we'll see. We'll see what happens. So nobody wants
1: to see their kids suffer. Nobody wants to see anybody suffer unless they're a really messed up individual. And we'll just assume that we're not and you're not, and we won't push that issue further.
2: There's a condition called Munchausen by proxy where parents inflict pain and injury on their children in order to get attention for their own selves. Okay. I would like to go on the record that I do not have Munchausen by proxy.
1: That sounds very german German. I'm pretty sure you freaking Germans. Yeah. You weirdos. We like the sausage and the Munchausen. Something. I don't know. You're making it weird. I feel like there's a lot of editing that should happen that won't. Some sorry. And not sorry at the same time. Okay. What was I saying? We're a little punchy. Who are you?
2: What? Nobody likes to see their
1: child suffer. suffer. And I don't know. I, I feel like though this whole experience was in a way refreshing um very recently, I went in to i needed i needed some additional surgery done on my bad eye, yep, and I had that done and it was like, okay, well, you come in to have an appointment to Validate the thing we already know and then you come back to do the thing that you already knew that you needed to have done and then you got to come back to make sure that you're a responsible enough person that you can tell whether or not it had impact or whatever that you can't figure out if it didn't work or you're dying or whatever and so there's a minimum of three appointments around one thing that we all knew needed to have happen right if anybody would have bothered to read notes from other doctors and all of that um, and this isn't a slam against the medical community as much as I feel like it is maybe against just the problem that healthcare is today. Sure. But yeah, I mean it's only in this era that we've been conditioned to this idea that if anybody has a modicum of of not even pain, but just less than perfect feelings about themselves that it's time to go into the doctor for an appointment so that they can tell you, oh, yeah, it's the thing that you have to endure for a few days. Right. So this was kind of a beautiful moment of traveling into the past to just be, yeah, hey, it sucks. He feels bad. You can hear it. We'll have to stop soon. Uh, but he feels bad. It sucks. But that's kind of part of life. It's going to suck for a few days. If it doesn't get better, then... Then we'll get more serious about it and and push ahead. Or if it escalates rapidly in the interim. Like it is. Like it's starting to, then we'll do something. So, resolution-ish. Yeah. Now we
2: have the patient with
1: us. Now we have the patient.
2: Okay, so I know that you (laughs) are also navigating some things in this post-pandemic
1: world. Not nearly as important as healing... The sad, angry baby. Yes. But I did, uh, as you can tell, if you if you were to go back to video one right now, maybe check a few in between and then catch this one, you would see that my beard is its own entity now. <laughs>
2: it has taken on its own life force. It's
1: only mildly stronger than the coronavirus itself. <laughs> it's just the, the length, the width. It's I it actually is not
2: messing around. I
1: have to work to paste it down a little bit for the videos. Yeah, I
2: noticed that you did paste it down before we hit record. It, it is yeah.
1: aggro. And you'd never know that from looking at the penthouse suite up here because there's a lot of thinning, but <laughs> we teats are a hairy people. uh uh So I have been eagerly watching our our local, our state, our local governments release from pure lockdown to see when I might be able to get in to see my old barber friend to get this problem mitigated.
2: Right. And so, so our stay at home order expired last week as many
1: yeah. cities and states like yes. just the pure like no you're staying home. That part died. Yeah. But there's a lot of rules. Yeah. My barber shop has a really sad excuse for a online presence. <laughs> it took several hours but late last night not sleeping because even from downstairs the unhappiness of baby Mm -hmm. was preventing it i get online and i'm looking and i find that barbershops here are allowed to open by appointment only you can't go in and hang out all that stuff the common sense things and i see that my barbershop has said text this number for an appointment and so i'm thinking oh finally we're We're going to have some good things happen here.
2: And and normally, in non-quarantine
1: time, that barbershop does not accept it. That's right. That's right. No appointments. So you literally, if you time it out wrong, and you're insistent on getting your business handled, you can sit in there for including your time in the chair for three hours.
2: If you have a specific
1: barber you want to see, which you do. Right. So, yeah. Right. And that's, you know, that doesn't fit anybody's schedule. Yeah. So I was actually even more excited because it was by appointment. I could actually know and not have to go waste half a day to potentially just to get my beard trimmed. And so I get all fired up. I send the text in. There's no answer. No answer, no answer, no answer. And maybe an hour and a half later, I get a text back just with a different phone number on it.
2: Okay. Now,
1: I have my actual barber's phone number. Yeah. I check in my contacts and it is him. Oh, okay. And I'm then I'm wondering like, you know, are these guys running some kind of underground hair trimming <laughs> I don't know, barber club that's the cousin of fight club. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> so I text my barber who let's let's take a minute and appreciate that of the people who've been most significantly hurt professionally by the quarantine. It's going to be people in this type of an industry. Yes. Because it hasn't been a choice, an option. He's not working from home. He's not completing spreadsheets in the meantime. It's just nothing. Yeah. He's thrilled to hear from me. Mm -hmm. And then goes on to send me a link to some online scheduling app, but also to precursor that with, hey, the, the Oklahoma mandate is... You can get a haircut, but you can't get anything on beard. Why? Well, I guess just because mouths and stuff, you would literally have to sit in the chair with a mask on.
2: Holy Moses. To
1: comply by the the state guidelines.
2: Oh, my gosh.
1: And so, one, I'm disappointed. Yeah. Because, again, anybody who's watched the videos here... It's not like there's a lot going on upstairs. I can,
2: (laughs) you take care of that. I can take care of that,
1: whether it's with clippers or I've spent many years of my life razor shaving my head. That's an option that I often visit. Yes. Um, yeah, I'm all, I'm all about the beard on this gig and that's not an option. And so along then with my own disappointment is his desperate need for money and the fact that. I I can't help him, and he knows it, and I know it, and I'd love to if if we could work out some separate side deal where we met at a mm-hmm. storage facility with a <laughs> spot lamp and a set of clippers, and he could handle my beard. Gosh, I'd I'd pay the guy a hundred bucks at this point, yeah, just to get things tidied up. But yeah, so that was sad. It was sad because I don't get it addressed. More sad because I I don't get to contribute to his business and help. He and his family survive, and there is no resolution yet, but I am eagerly watching the Oklahoma guidelines to see when it is okay to do business.
2: You are by far not the only bearded man
1: in Oklahoma who's hurting. There's got to be a resolution. There's got to be a solution. We'll figure something out. I think my only consolation is that everyone with beards is going to look equally hillbilly for a while. That's true. We'll all climb out of the bottom edge of that curve together.
2: That's right. Okay. So that's a day, right? That's a day, man. We got it going on over here.
1: All right. Well, we probably need to take care of this guy. Yep. And make some food for people to eat. All right.
0: We'll see y'all next time. Bye-bye. A nurse pulled a rectal thermometer out of her pocket, frowned, and said, darn it, some butthole has my pen.